0: You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
1: And hello and welcome in to the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastroianni with you after an unfortunate night for the Atlanta Braves who couldn't get the offense going and a 10-4 loss to the New York Mets. It doesn't happen too often, as we were joking right before we got started, but the Braves did lose a baseball game. But uh, this homestand has been one that has gone incredibly well for the Braves, and they've still got a chance to beat up on the Mets before they head out of town for that next road trip. We'll talk about Game 2 of the series, but unfortunately we'll have to go through Game 1 of the series and all of the things that came out of that before we get there. Always want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Make sure you click that bell. You'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. Click the like button. Even if you didn't like the final score, leave us those comments. We appreciate that. And subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Jake, not the second time around for Alan Winans that he wanted to have against his old club, the New York Mets, the team that drafted him. What a great story it was a week and a half ago. What a different result it was this time.
0: Yeah, good game plan from the Mets. It's always that situation. Is it too close to when you face the team? Look at Michael Lorenzen, threw a no-hitter against the Nats the other night, gave up six to them a week later. So sometimes that just happens. Tough night for Allen Winans.
1: Yeah, it definitely was. And you got to consider a little bit of a layoff between his last start and this one. And, you know, the the Mets are a Major League Baseball team. As Mm -hmm. down on their luck and as bad as it may have been for them this year, below the expectations that they had, they still got some professional hitters and they put some professional at-bats on Allen Winans. And picking up this victory let's get inside the line score and box score of this one Mets improved to 59 and 67 10 runs on 14 hits no errors six men left on base they scored those 10 runs in a variety of ways as well we'll get into that Braves now 80 and 44 four runs just nine hits excuse me just four runs on nine hits no errors seven men left aboard for the Braves Phil Bickford picked up the win is now three and four on the year Alan Winans taking the loss drops to one and one Three hours, two minutes time a game, 33,216 on hand at Truist Park. Felt a lot quieter than the last time these two teams hooked up, that's for sure. And there was not a lot to cheer about from the Braves' side. Let's talk a little bit about and start. He was chased in the fifth inning. Jake, I thought maybe he had course corrected after a rough second inning in which the Mets, they played some long ball against him. Then in the fifth inning, I think the babip gods were not kind to him. And the Mets played a little bit of small ball to really take that lead and then break it open in the fifth and sixth innings combined.
0: You kind of alluded to it at the top. I thought the Mets came into this game with a much better game plan against Winans. not you know having seen him not too long ago where he did carve them up for seven scoreless. But they were absolutely just blistering baseballs, even in the first inning. Didn't give up a run but gave up some hard-hit balls there. So they were kind of all over them. And then I thought Murphy and Wynes did a good job kind of switching up the calls there that second time through, going to that – Change up down and away a little bit more. The Mets had a ton of lefties in their order in this one, switch hitters as well, obviously batting left-handed. So I thought they did a much better job with that. And then it looked like the Mets kind of readjusted him that third time through the order, and we're kind of sitting on that off-speed stuff. So I just thought maybe Winans Murphy weren't quite making the adjustments quickly as maybe they needed to. Winans obviously just not executing as much as he needs to either, left a lot of pitches up in the zone that got barreled up. So tough fifth inning for them, like you said. I thought maybe he had kind of gotten on track, figured something out put up some zeros, offense got back in it, but that's that tough fifth inning where just a couple of balls, if they're one foot the other direction, you're talking about him maybe getting out of that inning, but everything just seemed to find a whole bunch of foul balls that were just beyond reach there. So just a couple things didn't go his way, but he obviously just didn't execute as well as he needs to either.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the big things. And the Mets, again, they've got a pretty tough lineup in terms of some guys who still have that major league pedigree, but it wasn't necessarily Pete Alonso or Francisco Lindor beating him in this one with the home run ball early. It was DJ Stewart and former brave Rafael Ortega that put the three runs on the board in the second. But then once he got into that fifth, you did find Lindor. You found Alonzo involved in some of the run scoring there. Mets not only playing, you know, getting some singles, they're playing some small ball with a safety squeeze. And then they tacked on three more runs against Brad Hand, who had a rough outing uh, on this night as well. Wine is the final line. Not a good one. Seven earned runs, nine hits, four in a third innings, only one walk, four strikeouts for him, and a couple of home runs allowed. It was a long ball early. It was some small ball late for the Mets. Uh, a clunker for him for sure a second straight outing against the New York Mets. I do think that is a bit of a factor, but the layoff between starts, I almost feel like is a little bit worse. And as you mentioned, Jake, you just got to execute a little bit better. And when a team has had a chance to get familiar with you and it hasn't been that long, it can all add up to not a great evening at the ballpark for Alan Winans. And I feel like it was a little bit of everything, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and definitely a a chance for him to grow. I know there's a lot of uh, complaints out there about Snicker maybe leaving him out there a little too long. Look, I I was okay with leaving him out there, trying to give him an opportunity to learn to work through that situation. And like I said, he was so close on getting a couple of ground balls and getting out of that inning. So it did seem like he was tiring. A lot of pitches started to stay up a little bit more there later in that outing. But I, I was fine with the decision. Again, you got the lead. You have the opportunity to do that to allow him to try to work through that and see what he can do. He's not a young guy, but obviously not a lot of innings at the big league level. So perfectly fine with that. Hopefully he can learn from this and grow from it. And next time out, be able to work through that and battle through it and get through fifth inning and beyond.
1: Yeah. And I felt like the fifth inning, it's not critical for a whole lot of reasons in terms of the pennant race or what the Braves are trying to accomplish in their big picture. But as you mentioned, I think it is important for Winans and he was throwing well enough, getting the ground balls where you felt like, Hey, maybe, He is going to get that grounder to someone they're going to turn to. They're going to get out of this inning. And With the Braves offense, you believe you got a chance to win any game that's close, and Atlanta showed by picking up some runs and making some comebacks in this game and taking the lead briefly that there is always that chance that that offense can find an answer on a given night, but unfortunately, the offense kind of ran out of steam as the Mets were tacking on a whole bunch of runs in the middle innings in this 10-4 victory. There was, though... Some offensive highlights for Mr. Marcel Ozuna on this one. A big game for him. He's the fifth brave to reach the 25-homer plateau as he went deep not once but twice on this night. His third multi-home run game of the season, Jake, finished two for four on the day. Ozuna, Eddie Rosario, both of those guys here in the month of August and particularly on this homestand, have played big roles. I know this is not in a winning effort, but it's good to see the continued success of Marcelo Zuna, and hopefully he can remain hot as the Braves head on down the stretch and play some much more important games when the regular season comes to an end.
0: And, you know, Eddie Rosario got the NL Player of the Week award, and then his his reward was to sit out tonight uh, with the lefty on the mound. But it was Ozuna really in August, I think, that's been the more consistent bat just each and every game. It seems like he's contributing something, not always just the home runs, taking his walks, you know, taking his hits the other way as well. So, uh, but, you know, you know, the power is in there. He is definitely a very strong man. And when he gets a hold of one, he gets a, a hanger right over the middle, he knows what to do with it. So, yeah, we, I mean, we've talked about him a lot lately because – He's really been a big part of this offense, him and Rosario, with you know, Riley and Olsen kind of struggling a little bit here lately, at least to their standards. Mm-hmm. It's really been Ozuna and Rosario, the guys in the middle towards the bottom of the lineup who have really picked things up.
1: Yeah, and it's going to take different guys on different days to come through in those moments, definitely, and Marcel Ozuna. I mean, you don't get a nickname like the Big Bear if you don't have a whole bunch of power, and he's definitely got that. has an opportunity for another 30-home run season, and he, among several Braves that have the chance to do that, Over the course of this year, as Atlanta gets those two more home runs from Ozuna and continues its march towards a franchise record in home runs, a very good chance for that to happen. As you look at the other offensive nights for the Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr., 2-for-5 scored a run, is 112th on the season. That's the most in baseball. He just missed one in the ninth inning, and you could tell how disgusted he was, too. It was a mile-high pop-up that went out in the left center and ran out of gas. But Ronald continues to swing the bat well, got an infield hit early on, and a line drive single came around to score a run as well in this one. Vaughn Grissom got a start at second base. Orlando Arcia, both of those guys had a couple of hits apiece. I thought that was also good to see from the Braves offensively. Just unfortunately, they weren't able to string all these hits together and maybe put a bunch of guys on base for when Marcel went deep those two times.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is unfortunate because your number eight, your number nine, and your leadoff hitter each had two hits in this game. Mm-hmm. But the three guys behind them, Harris, Riley, and Olsen, combined to just have one hit. So, again, those guys kind of there at the top of the order, not really able to, to bring some guys in there. Harris had an unfortunate line-out early in the game, also did have a hit in this one. And he's got some really good power that he had, drove into there, uh, you know, taking it to left center field. He's really showing off the power lately. Glad that he is back in the lineup, that he is okay. Uh, So that's certainly fortunate news there for the Braves.
1: Yeah, very good to see. One other thing on the pitching side, I would be remiss not to mention what Colin McHugh did coming on and throwing the final three and a third innings. Scoreless baseball for him, three hits, a season-high five strikeouts. I mean, Jake, we talked about the bullpen and I know, you know, different guys struggle at different times. Tonight, it was Brad Hand that had a bad one. On Sunday, it was Kirby Yates that had a bad inning. I mean, not everybody's going to be able to go out there and throw all zeros all the time, but I think that there was at least, you know, some level of, you know, concern or wanting to see Colin McHugh start to look a little bit more like the guy he was a year ago. Five strikeouts, three and a third scoreless innings. That may get lost in a 10-4 defeat that the Braves just suffered, but it's important for saving the bullpen, and I think important for helping Colin McHugh maybe take a step towards, you know, getting himself as sharp as he can be for when the Braves need him in potentially some bigger games than that loss to the New York Mets on the what 21st of August.
0: Yeah, it's good to see him have a good outing. Really started to be able to dot that cutter up on the outside corner from lefty hitters. So that was really good to see. He and what Tonkin did the other day as well. I mean, it's it's kind of those roles where you don't get a lot of fanfare, but when they're able to eat up those innings to say, bullpens in other games, that's really huge, especially when your starter's not able to get through five innings. So, you know, what they do and the work that they they do to kind of eat up those innings and help out the rest of the bullpen, you know, they don't they go unseen a lot of times, but it is really big. But you mentioned McHugh, you know, a guy that was expected to be a big part of this bullpen, been a struggle for him this year. The strikeout rate is way down, walk right, rate is way up, but good to see him have a, a solid outing. Hopefully this kind of gets him going.
1: Yeah, zero walks, five strikeouts, three and a third. In addition to covering some outs for the Braves, that's a ratio that you'll certainly take. I've got a few injury notes for Atlanta before we take a look at game two of this series. Yanni Chirinos landed on the injured list. That was the move that opened the door for Allen Winans to be called up. We'll see how the Braves manage the fifth spot in the rotation moving forward. They do have some minor league guys that they can utilize for that. I think you and I both recognized, and a lot of people out there, that the Yanni Chirinos thing, was not working in rotation for the Braves. They won four out of his five starts because they averaged eight and a half runs per game. But, uh, you know, a guy that missed a couple of years with an elbow issue, if that's something that's barking at him right now, you know, better to hit that pause button and move forward. And for the Braves, better to maybe explore some other options in that fifth spot of the rotation, even if the first guy up, it didn't go as well for him. Uh, Ozzy Albies, meanwhile, could come off the injured list as soon as eligible this weekend series against the San Francisco Giants. Brian Snitker said today, He's feeling good and doesn't believe that he's going to need a rehab assignment based on the running and baseball activities that ozzy has been able to do at the ballpark this week and on the homestand. I also spoke with Jesse Chavez before the game. He is very upbeat, Jake, and looking forward to continuing to throw his live bullpen sessions, his live batting practice. They did end up doing more imaging when the Braves were out on their road trip. Jesse said he didn't really feel like it was necessary, but they discovered that after all the inflammation had gotten out of there, there was a microfracture issue in that left leg when he took that line drive in the middle of June. And that would have, of course explain while we're sitting here moving into the late portion of August and Jesse has been unable to come off the injured list, but he feels like he's making that progress and is hoping to be back in that bullpen as soon as he can be. And he is again, thrown off the mound to hitters. That is a, a good step for him. And also Kyle Wright opportunity for him to get back to the Braves in September appears to be a very real possibility now. He's going to go on a rehab start on Thursday, but a lot of different things, a lot of good, different injury, good injury news for the Braves on a few different fronts.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's great to see where the Braves are 80 and 44. And they got guys like Jesse Chavez is one of the best bullpen arms. They had early in the year, possibly coming back. Ozzy obviously hadn't been out long, but great to see that he's, you know, okay. And hopefully won't be out much longer than he has to. And then Kyle, Wright, I mean, he's a big wild card here. If he comes back and is anything like he was last year, it's a huge boost to this rotation right now. So yeah, definitely good news on the injury front.
1: Yeah. A whole bunch of that. And we talk about, you know, Yanni Chirinos and other minor league options that the Braves have right now. But as you said, I mean, Kyle Wright could be not just a wild card. He could be the exact card. The Braves need to draw at the exact right time to flip this thing around and have, the five cards that they need in their hand as they head into the postseason. You don't need five starters, but you'd like to have everybody healthy and gassed up and ready to go for whoever you call upon and for whatever scenario might be thrown at them. So Kyle Wright will start for High A Rome on Thursday. I'll check that out and let you know how it goes, and I'm sure there'll be some other mention of that across social media and, of course, right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta and on Locked On Braves. Before we take a look at Game 2 of the series, I want to let you know this episode is sponsored by Bird Dogs, the most comfortable, functional, versatile shorts you'll ever find. They fit way better than regular shorts because Bird Dogs has a special cloud-knit fabric. Looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on movement. Head to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Enter that promo code locked on MLB. You'll get a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you Uh, heading into game two of this series. The Braves will send Bryce elder to the mound against Tyler McGill, who will be throwing for the New York Mets. It's the most unique spelling of Tyler that we have. And I think that might be the most notable thing, possibly, as far as setting this up for tomorrow. He's had a rough year, 7-6, and high ERA, though. Bryce Elder looked good his last time out. Jake, we needed to see that, as we've talked as much about the rotation on this show. I know you talk about it on your podcast as well. There's an awful lot that you needed to see get right for a handful of guys. Bryce Elder might have been the one where the concern level might be the highest because he didn't have the track record of Charlie Morton, for example.
0: Yeah, he doesn't. And just because of the stuff he has, it's not overpowering stuff like Strider. He can't right. get away with fastballs down the middle. So it's all about location for him, living on the edges, getting ahead in the zone. It's exactly what he did his last time out against the Yankees. And hopefully he can uh, duplicate that performance here against the Mets on Tuesday night and even up to series.
1: An Aerosmith performance, just living on the edge. That's what we're going to call it for Bryce Elder. Hopefully he's able to pull it off against the Mets. Tuesday night, 7.20 p.m. Eastern time. It's the first pitch at Truist Park. Elder against McGills. The Braves and Mets meet in game two of this three-game series. Braves will look to even this thing up. And for the Mets, I think, if anything, they're just going to look to play their division rival as tough as they can down the stretch, even though it has been a disappointing season for them. No two ways about that. That'll wrap things up here on the Braves' postcast for this edition. Unfortunately, Atlanta taking a 10-4 loss on this night, but we appreciate you riding along with us. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube and Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Braves losers by a 10-4 score to the New York Mets. They'll send Bryce Elder to the mound in game two on Tuesday to try to even this series up. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, we appreciate you joining us and we will catch you next time. And until then, so long.